0: Hello out there, science nerds, you're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP, dual credit biology, and much more. I'm your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, and this is officially episode 6, week 6 of the 2019-2020 school year. In this week's podcast, we will review the week of September 23rd through September 27th in AP Dual Credit Biology and look forward to the coming week as well. Spoilers, FRQ and exam on Wednesday and Thursday and our Big Organic ID Lab on Monday and Tuesday. Make sure to wear your closed-toed shoes on Monday and Tuesday. In this week's second segment, we will do a quick rundown review for the coming exam and FRQ, giving out some hints, tips, and a couple Easter eggs so you can be successful and earn that passing grade on the upcoming exam. In our final segment, I'll go back into Mr. V's mailbag and answer another question from a listener's email in a segment called Mr. V answers your questions, or at least tries to answer your question. Now, before we begin, we need to hear from our sponsor in a segment I call Mr. V needs to make the Benjamins to feed his kids. Now, I know some people out there are saying, why Mr. V? Why are you selling out? Well, Mr. V has made some poor investment decisions these past couple years. I mean, who would have known Toys R Us, MySpace, even Cole would all take a dive. I knew I should have put all my money in Funko Pops. Oh well, this episode is brought to you by glucose. Are you always feeling tired and sluggish? Feeling like you're always lacking energy, unable to study for your exams? Well, put down that five hour energy shot and reach for good old glucose. This monosaccharide will give you the quick energy you need to power through your last hours of studying. So let C6H1206 power you up the next time you need a pick me up. As with all macromolecules, please take in moderation and with beast water. And we're back. So let's start by going back, way back to the beginning of the week and revisit our Monday. We started our Monday by students taking the quiz over carbohydrates and lipids. Students had 12 minutes to complete the quiz and show that proficient to expert level knowledge over these macromolecules. After the quiz, we started our discussion over proteins, our third macromolecule and our coverage of organic molecules essential for life. In our protein notes, we covered the basics, so let's review those now. First, proteins are polymers composed of monomers, building blocks called amino acids, and there are 20 amino acids that all living organisms use to build their proteins. When it comes to amino acids, they all have pretty much the same basic structure of a central or alpha carbon in the middle, an amino functional group and a carboxyl functional group bonded to the left and right of the central carbon, a single hydrogen bond also bonded to the alpha carbon, and a carbon skeleton as well referred to as an R chain. This R chain is what differs between the 20 amino acids and what gives each amino acid its distinct properties of it being nonpolar, polar acidic, or basic in nature. Now, when it comes to function, it is the most diverse from all macromolecules. Proteins function in speeding up chemical reactions as enzymes, structure and support, making up most of a body of a living organism, cell communication, storage, transport, fighting off pathogens as antibodies, and movement now let's look at the bonding and polymer form of proteins when proteins are constructed from amino acids they are built the same way we build carbohydrates and lipids dehydration reactions in these reactions water is produced or released as amino acids are joined together forming a polypeptide chain proteins polymer form which is being held together by a very strong covalent bond called a peptide bond Hence why it makes sense to call it a polypeptide chain, many peptide bonds holding the protein together. Our final basic nugget of knowledge for proteins is describing how they get into their final structure or shape, which in biology is crucial. Because, say it with me, structure shape dictates function. There are four levels of protein structure, so let's review those now. First, its primary structure. The amino acid sequence of the protein or polypeptide chain. Second, It's secondary structure. This is when the polypeptide chain starts to fold with two distinct folds. Alpha helixes, when the polypeptide chain coils like a spiral staircase or a helix. And beta-plated sheets, which is when the polypeptide chain folds in segments parallel to each other, forming what looks like a sheet of paper. Both of these folds are held together by several hydrogen bonds. Third, it's tertiary structure. This is when a polypeptide chain gets its final 3D conformational shape or structure. This is when the R-chains of amino acids come into action and interact in ways to satisfy their properties. We see hydrophobic interactions between non-polar amino acids and we also see disulfide bridges, those amino acids with sulfhydro groups coming together and holding the complex structure of the polypeptide chain in place now some proteins will end at this level if they consist of a single polypeptide chain but most proteins consist of two three or even four polypeptide chains coming together to form the final protein and this level is called quaternary structure now for a protein to maintain its final shape or structure it also depends on its environment or surroundings All proteins have a range when it comes to its temperature, pH, and salinity, where they do their best work and maintain their shape. If it gets out of this range, it will denature, which means bonding will get disrupted and the protein will lose its shape and become non-functional. Because remember, in biology, say it with me again, structure or shape dictates function. And this ended our notes or discussion over proteins and an end to our Monday as well. Moving on to Tuesday. On Tuesday, we started class by recapping proteins and the essential nuggets of knowledge we need to have down. We also watched an entertaining short video from ASAP Science showing and explaining what would happen if we decided to change our diet and completely go carnivore and just eat meat. Well, the verdict, not good. Could possibly lead to scurvy, uh, protein poisoning, and even death if you don't get some other essential nutrients and vitamins from other sources besides just meat. After the video, I had students break into their pillbug behavior lab groups, where students had 10 minutes to discuss their progress and problem solve any issues that might have come up so far in their lab post their construction. Our main objective on Tuesday was to discuss, take notes over the last macromolecule, nucleic acids. So let's review the essential nuggets of knowledge when it comes to nucleic acids. First, nucleic acids are polymers made up of monomers, building blocks called nucleotides. The nucleotide itself is composed of three parts. A pentose sugar, ribose or deoxyribose, ribose found in RNA, deoxyribose found in DNA. A nitrogen base, which could be one of five, adenine, thymine, cytosine, guanine, or uracil, with uracil only being found in RNA, and a phosphate group. So to recap, The building blocks of DNA or RNA or nucleic acids is a nucleotide which has three parts, a pentose sugar, a nitrogen base, and a phosphate group. The bonding that holds nucleotides to each other to form our nucleic acids of DNA and RNA are phosphodiester bonds, which holds the backbone of DNA, RNA, or the sides of the twisted ladder of DNA. However, when it comes to bonding in nucleic acids, there's another bond that holds the base pairs, the nitrogen bases, to each other, and these bonds are hydrogen bonds. Adenine always base pairs with thymine by hydrogen bonding and guanine always base pairs with cytosine with hydrogen bonding. So when it comes to nucleic acids, two bonds, phosphodiester between the sugar and phosphate of joining nucleotides holding the sides of our DNA ladder and hydrogen bonding between the nitrogen bases or steps or rungs of the DNA ladder. Now, moving on to the function of nucleic acids, their main function is to store and transmit your genetic code, the instructions to build every protein in your body. And they hold these instructions and segments of DNA called genes, which are protein instructions in which we have over 30,000 that code for all of our proteins. The final essential nugget of knowledge for nucleic acids are the two polymer forms we find them in, which we've already mentioned, DNA and RNA, the two types or forms of nucleic acids. And this brought an end to our notes and discussion of nucleic acids and our Tuesday as well. Moving on to Wednesday, we started our Wednesday class by recapping nucleic acids and then quickly moving into our pill bug behavior lab groups for a progress check for the pill bug behavior lab poster. I visited each group and performed a quick check on each section to ensure everyone was pulling their weight and headed to a successful construction of their lab poster. Wednesday was also the day quizzes were handed back over carbohydrates and lipids and let's just say that some of you actually several of you definitely had a hard time digesting them carbohydrates and lipids. Students were given about eight to nine minutes to go over their quiz and correct them with their fellow classmates. Now remember our quizzes make excellent review guides for our exams so if you still have questions over anything on the quiz make sure to stop by during tutoring hours our main objective on wednesday was starting our hands-on activity the macromolecule pattern matching activity students broke into groups and started the activity by separating over 40 different pictures of different structures of macromolecules into either being a carbohydrate a lipid a protein or nucleic acid after about 10 minutes, I offered some help by providing each lab table with a key of their choice of the macromolecule and the structure that belongs to them. Once groups knew all the structures that belonged to one of the macromolecules, they were able to complete the others. After another five minutes, any groups still struggling to separate the structures into their categories were offered additional keys to complete their macromolecule matching activity. Once matching was completed, students started to fill out the corresponding worksheet that took students into a deeper dive into each macromolecule, focusing on patterns in the structures, function of the structures, and the properties that define them into their categories. Students only got to briefly begin on the worksheet before class ended which brought us to an end of our Wednesday. On to Thursday. We started our Thursday with a quick reminder to join the AP Classroom from College Board. I once again provided the code to ensure that these that hadn't joined had the proper information to have access to the AP Classroom and sign up for the AP exam as well. Remember, this is a must even if you don't plan on taking the AP exam. I will be pushing the first online assignment through AP Classroom next week and you must be signed up to have access to that assignment. Afterwards, students got back into their groups and were challenged again to separate over 40 cards of different structures into four categories of either carbohydrates, lipids, proteins, or nucleic acids. But this time, no keys, no hints and you guys crushed it. Most groups were able to complete the macromolecule matching within five minutes with only a couple needing a little help from me as I visited each group to confirm the macromolecule matching. Students then had the rest of the class period to continue to work on the corresponding worksheet, once again taking them into a deeper dive of each macromolecule group and getting them ready for the upcoming quiz on Friday. If any groups completed their activity before the end of class, they were allowed to work on their pill bug behavior lab posters. And this concluded our Thursday. Finally, Friday arrives and Friday is a busy day. We start by turning in two assignments. First, the macromolecule pattern matching activity, which students turned in to their appropriate period tray. And finally, after two and a half weeks, their pill bug behavior lab posters. Now, before turning them in, students taped a rubric to the back of their lab posters with their group members' names and the sections they worked on, then turned them into Mr. V. The team members said goodbye after two and a half weeks of sweat, stress, pain, laughs, farts, and joy. Fate will probably never have you guys work together again, but just remember, you guys will always have pill bugs next was quiz time the macromolecule redemption quiz where those of you who struggled hopefully redeemed yourself with an out of the park performance students had 12 minutes to complete the quiz after the quiz we did a quick discussion and background information gathering for the upcoming organic id lab now for this lab this is where we're going to test for those macromolecules that we've been learning about like glucose starch proteins and lipids and see if we find them in the everyday common foods that we eat now students recorded the definition of an indicator which is the main tool we're going to be using in our lab they also recreated a chart with the indicators we will be using the macromolecules it tests for and what a negative and positive test looks like and finally also define what a standard is which is what our main objective On Monday will be is to perform a standard for our organic ID lab. Now for this lab we will be using test tubes, hot plates, and chemicals with some toxicity. So therefore on Monday and Tuesday closed toed shoes only. No sandals and no socks with sandals. That is not a closed toed shoe. So once again closed toed shoes for Monday and Tuesday. Our final objective on Friday was a CER, claim, evidence, reasoning, practice over macromolecules. Students were given three nutritional facts of three foods and the question of which one would a person who wants muscle recovery consume. Students worked in groups, but each student wrote up their own CER in complete sentences. This practice is definitely good review for the upcoming FRQ on Wednesday. Students worked on this till the end of class with it being due on Monday. And this was the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology. Now, before we move on to our next segment, it's time to hear from our sponsor. And what I call Mr. V needs to earn that cheddar to pay the bills. This episode is brought to you by Self-Hydro Functional Groups. Tired of the same old hairstyle? Looking for a change? Maybe for that big homecoming dance? If so, then break those off hydrofunctional groups holding the structure and shape of your hair with heat and chemicals and go from boring old hairstyle to a new and improved looking head of hair. Hair that will leave people saying, hey, what's that smell? Hey, does it rake in here? Did someone just pass gas? So break those off hydrofunctional groups to unlock a new looking you. Warning, you may have a lingering smell of brimstone after breakage of functional groups. And we're back. In our next segment, let's go through a quick rundown of the concepts that will be covered in the upcoming exam on Wednesday and Thursday and give tips and advice that may be helpful in your preparation of the exam. Let's begin with chapter 4. Hit those flashcards, cha-ching, cha-ching, over functional groups. They will be well represented on the exam and make sure you can identify not just the structure, but the function it gives to the carbon skeleton it's attached to. So, review hydroxyl, carboxyl, carbonyl, amino, sulfhydryl, and phosphate functional groups. Also, make sure to review isomers and the three types, structural, geometric, and enantiomers, with enantiomers being the most interesting in biology, where even just that slight change of a molecule, maybe into its mirror image, possibly having devastating effects. Also in chapter 4, go back and review what makes carbon so versatile. Hint, it's the electron configuration, can make up to four bonds with other atoms. Here's a little Easter egg for the exam. Revisit the experiment performed by Stanley Miller. Shh, it's a secret. Now, moving on to Chapter 5, macromolecules. Well, I think I've covered them pretty well in this and last week's podcast. But some reminders. Review dehydration and hydrolysis reactions. The reactions responsible for building and breaking down every macromolecule. In addition, if you haven't printed that concept map I sent you via DeMoto, what's wrong with you? What are you waiting for? Do so ASAP. It will definitely help you for the exam. Here's your Easter egg for Chapter 5. It's something I've been saying all week. Pictures, pictures, pictures. The exam will be littered with images of structures that you will need to associate with a carb, lipid, protein, or nucleic acid. So go back and review structures seen in your notes, quizzes, activities, your dreams and know not just what macromolecule they belong to but their functions, their bonding, the polymers, forms we find them in and examples of what foods we might find them in. Finally your last little easter egg I will be available all week for tutoring before or after school except Wednesday morning. And remember, you could always check out previous podcasts to help you review for this upcoming exam on Wednesday and Thursday. And now, on to our final segment. Let's reach into Mr. V's mailbag. You've got and mail. Answer a listener's email, and Mr. V answers your question, or at least tries to. This question is from a modal user, Water is Beast 24 7. Wow, refreshing name. This question states, Mr. V, with the recent fire at Johnson High School, I was wondering if Johnson did catch on fire, what in your room would you try to save from that fire? Well, Water is Beast 24-7, that is an excellent question. And of course, I would save the most prized, valuable, precious objects, you guys, my students. psych yeah right as if i would definitely save my homer simpson and hulk cardboard cutouts i would definitely then go save my fish my cool funko pop figures some of my dinosaurs maybe some of my coffee cups star wars marvel figures my expo markers and my lingering pill bugs on the floor left from the pill bug behavior lab then i guess i would try to save some of my students well, Water is Beast 24-7, I hope this answered your question. Hey, if you would like to submit a question for Mr. V's mailbag, send your question via email to ovelas at nisd.net, or you could send me an Edmodo message with your question. Well, that brings us to an end of Episode 6, Week 6 of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. I want to thank Free Music Archive and Sound Bible for the music and sound effects on the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and directed by Velazquez Productions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Remember, Monday and Tuesday, closed toed shoes for our big organic ID lab. And also, don't forget, Wednesday and Thursday, FRQ and multiple choice exam over chapters four and five. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your Master of the Biological Arts, signing off and reminding you to please, please, for your professor's sake, read your online book for at least five minutes a day. Yum yum.